Today is June 22nd, 2022. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. Let's talk some boxing. You know, sometimes during the course of a year, especially a stacked year like this has been so far, some cards just sneak up on you. This weekend is one of those cards that I feel is a little bit under the radar because it's so stacked of a year. There's been big name after big name every weekend. This weekend doesn't necessarily have a household name, but I believe from top to bottom, this is one of, if not the, most stacked and deepest cards of the year. I'm talking pretty much all killer, no filler. You have the youngest champion in the sport, Jesse Bam Rodriguez, against the Rat King, Sariskit Sorungbasai. Now, you may not be familiar with these names. If you're more of a casual type fan, you may say, who the hell are these guys? This is one you don't want to miss. Bam Rodriguez, American out of San Antonio, Texas. One of the best young fighters in the sport, only 22 years of age. The youngest champion in the world. 15-0, 10 knockouts. This guy was a light flyweight. But in his last fight, on six-day notice, decided to jump up two weight classes to superfly and challenge Carlos Quadras, the champion at that time. Now, when Bam filled in, he filled in for his current opponent, Sorungbasai. The question going into that fight was if Rodriguez was fighting top-quality opposition too soon. Remember, he's only 22. Well, he passed that test and became the youngest champion in, in the sport. Something that stood out to me is something I look for in all young fighters, really, and that's body work. Do they go to the body early? Do they go to the body often? Well, Rodriguez did that, and I think that was a huge part of the reason he won. He also received a lot of body shots in return, which is a little bit of a concern going into this fight. Another thing I noticed in that Quadras fight is that Bam stood in the pocket a little bit more than I thought was necessary. If he does that against Sorungvisai, it could be catastrophic. But something he does exceptionally well is pivot his feet. Bam Rodriguez can move those feet really well. Elite level footwork by this kid. I just hope he uses it in this fight. He has the ability to a pivot in the midst of a combination. And he can do it to set up a shot. So I believe that's going to be the single most important part of this fight. He scores a knockdown in the third round against Quadras and it was set up by his footwork. Perfectly placed uppercut as Quadras was turning his body trying to follow him. The much quicker Bam sets the pace of that fight. He must do this against Sorungbasai. His right uppercut and his left hook seem to be his most powerful shots. He needs to be in and out quickly. He has a high guard, which is kind of a double-edged sword. He keeps it up at all times, which is really important. Great, you want to be defensively responsible. But he seems to be susceptible to uppercuts in between that guard. That's something he's going to have to alter a little bit for this fight. Either change it up completely or get extremely low when you're in front of the Rat King. Do not be in his way because this guy throws some big power. If you're not familiar with Sorung Visai, the best way I can describe this guy is an absolute savage. They call him the Rat King 
because this guy literally eats rats. Now, I mean, obviously there's a reason. This guy grew up extremely poor, having to eat garbage at times. Him and his girlfriend literally had to scrounge up garbage or they would starve. I mean, this guy comes from the bottom of the bottom. Now that he's well off, he still enjoys occasional rat from time to time, which is crazy. I don't know about you, but I'm not messing with a guy who willingly consumes rats. But don't be thrown off by this bizarre choice of nutrition. This guy is a pure puncher who's really no nonsense in that ring. He began his career 0-2. Those first two fights, he was knocked out. And that was after a failed Muay Thai career. Boxing wasn't looking promising either after you get knocked out in your first two fights. But this guy had the determination and incredible power that led him to a championship. He ended up losing his title to the previously mentioned Carlos Quadras. Three years later, he finds himself in the ring against pound for pound number one fighter in the world, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. That fight is an all-action battle, an absolute classic. The Rat King handed Chocolatito his first loss of his career. It was really close. Some people thought Chocolatito did enough to win. So they ran it back a few months later, and Sorung Visai won it by brutal knockout, leaving no doubt he was the man at that time. Then he defeated Juan Francisco Estrada in his next fight. That's already a historical run right there for flyweights. Three in a row, big-time wins for Sorung Visai. Since then, he's lost a rematch to Estrada, and he's had some stay-busy victories in the meantime. He was scheduled to fight Quadras for a second time, but he was replaced by Bam. And now here we are. This is why we have these two fighting on Saturday. The Four Kings has been talked about a lot. There was a documentary on Showtime about legends. Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hitman Hearns, and Roberto Duran. So you've heard a comparison by the lightweights of this era. Ryan Garcia, Teofimo Lopez, Gervonta Davis, and Devin Haney. People have called them the four kings. Well, the thing is, these guys haven't even fought each other yet. So if there's any guys that can come close to matching Leonard Hearns, Hagler, and Duran, as far as the competitive nature, guys being at the top of their division, you got to look to the super flyweights. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to the division, but if you are paying attention, you know that if there's any four kings, these are the guys. Sorung Visai, Chaco Latito, Carlos Quadras, and Juan Francisco Estrada. Why? Because they all have been at the top of that division for the last seven or eight years, all fought each other multiple times, and there's a different, there's an equation where, okay, Chocolatito beats Estrada, but Estrada beats Sorung Visai, but then Sorung Visai beats Chocolatito, it's just one guy beats this guy, but can't beat the next guy. It's amazing. These guys are producing all action fights. Some of the best fights in the last decade are from these guys. And we're still trying to see if any of these younger guys can overtake them. You have guys on the rise like Cal Yafai, Josh Franco, and of course, Jesse Rodriguez. We're going to see if these guys can take over the old card. But right now, you got to get through these older guys. These guys are proven. They've been through wars. They've faced adversity. They've fought back. They've come back from losses. They've come back from knockouts. They've been holding it down. 
can the Rat King pull out another sensational performance? So Rung Visai is a different breed. Like I said, he comes from a, a horrible background, um, a rough, rough life. Reminds me of Pacquiao in many ways. Not exactly how they fight, but he's a power-punching southpaw. He came from the poverty. Um, he also came from early losses, knockouts, and gained enough credibility to become a hero in his home country. So Rung Visai is from Thailand. He also has these huge calves like Pacquiao, where he generates the power from. But their fighting styles are totally different. Pacquiao is known for his hand speed, his great footwork. So Rung Visai wants to trade at close range and kind of stand in front of you. And he also has two-handed power. Pacquiao is more known for his left hand, where Sarung Visai has a great right hook as well as his straight left from the southpaw position. His movement isn't the greatest, though. He's getting up there in age as well. So I believe Bam, who has youth on his side, needs to fight like the younger, fresher fighter. Use your footwork, use your legs, be on the move, pivot, use feints as much as possible to throw off the timing, and also change the the speed of your punches. Don't throw fast at all times. I know you have fast hands. Don't fall in love with the speed. Switch it up. Be unpredictable in there. Make Sarung Vasai think. Make him turn. And I think if he does all that, Bam can get a decision uh, fairly easily. But if he finds himself standing and trading with Sarung Vasai, he's going to be in huge trouble. Huge trouble. This guy is a big power puncher. We know power is the last thing to go. So if Sorung Visai has missed a step or lost a step, that power is still going to be there. Um, the body punching is still going to be there. Those are the things he needs to do early. Work on the body of Rodriguez very early. Test the kid who has only fought once in this weight class. Yes, he won the championship in that one fight, but it's still relatively little experience in the pro ranks in general, never mind at this weight class, only 15-0. Sorung Visai is a veteran. He's been in there with some of the best of all time in Chocolatito and beat him twice. So I don't think the moment's going to be too big. He's fighting in Rodriguez's hometown of Texas, uh, San Antonio, Texas. And the crowd is definitely going to be on Rodriguez's side. But I expect a tough fight for Rodriguez. I favor Rodriguez. He has the talent. But talent doesn't necessarily get you the results. We talk about all these guys with potential and talent and all this stuff. They have to actually prove it in the ring. Rodriguez is on the right path. 22 years old, he's a world champion, and he's in there with top-level competition. We'll see if he can continue to have success. Hopefully he does another young American champion in this great era. Let's see it continue. But Sorungasai, a.k.a. the Rat King, is going to be no easy task. That's the main event. On the co-main event, we have MJ Akhmadaliev, the undefeated former Olympian, He's defending his super bantamweight title against Ronnie Rios. Ronnie Rios has been on a good run since knocking out Diego De La Hoya. This should be interesting. The winner is in line for an undisputed title fight against Stephen Fulton. I like MJ, but Rios is hot right now, and MJ didn't look himself last time out. This should be a good technical fight, but Rios has power. MJ has the um, amateur pedigree, the Olympic experience. I think he should win this fight, but you don't count Rios out. Can't count out momentum and confidence. This guy's going to come in swinging for the fences. It should be a good one. Also, on that card, Julio Cesar Martinez against McWilliams Arroyo 2. This is a classic 
Mexican versus Puerto Rican rivalry. Two all-action fighters. Arroyo has a huge left hook. Martinez has literally said, I don't like to box. I like to brawl. So this is going to be all-action. These guys fought before. Both guys dropped each other in the first round of the first fight. But it was a bit controversial. As Martinez started to get the better of Arroyo, um, Arroyo got two cuts that developed on one on the eyelid and one slightly above his eye. Um, they said it was from a clash of heads. I believe one was from a clash of heads. Looking back, I think the other one came from a punch. It's really hard to tell, though. But the controversial part is Arroyo claimed that he couldn't see. Doctor was looking at the cut. It was a decent cut. I mean, it definitely wasn't easy to fight through. The ref, I mean, the doctor holds up two fingers. From my vantage point, Martinez looks the referees, looks looks right at his fingers and says, yeah, I don't know, I can't see it. I mean, I'm not going to call the guy a quitter, but it looked like he was looking for a way out. He's a veteran. I think he knew it was going to be a no contest. Martinez was starting to get the, the advantage. The momentum was shifting. He probably said, hey, this might be a no contest. I can get a rematch and eventually he actually is getting what he thought he's getting the rematch I think part of the reason is because Julio uh, Cesar Martinez moved up he fought Chocolatito after that fight ended up losing now he's back to his original weight class I think if he beat Chocolatito he would have went in a different direction but he went up lost and now he's back to fight Arroyo expect fireworks I mean these guys don't seem to like each other um, the first fight while it was short it was all action. Expect another all action fight. Can't see it going the distance. Guys are throwing, swinging for the fences. Should be a fun one. Also on this card, like I said, this is a deep card. Also on this card, in a battle of undefeated prospects, Ray Ford, Raymond Ford, aka Ray Savage, 11 0 1, six knockouts, takes on a local fighter, Richard Medina, 13 0, seven knockouts. Ford will be looking to put his last performance behind him because it was subpar at best. He got the victory, but it was really controversial. It was really close, um, but he seemingly has a bright future. I, I think he's going to turn it around. Um, he trains alongside Shakur Stevenson, seems to look very sharp in the videos that I've seen. He's definitely motivated from his last performance, so I expect him to show out. Should be a fun one. Mark Castro is also on the card, lightweight prospect who looks like Elon Musk. He's in action. I'm not sure of his opponent. But this guy is staying very active. I believe he's 7-0 now. And he's continuing his climb up the ranks. I like that he's right back in action. Um, after a short turnaround, he just fought maybe two months ago. So it's good to see these young guys active. Lightweight division's on fire. We'll see if Mark Castro can add his name to the deep pool of talent at 135. We'll see. But this is on zone. This is going to be a really fun card. Do not sleep on this card. Jesse Rodriguez, Sorung Vasai is the main event. MJ on the undercard. You got the Puerto Rican versus Mexican War on the undercard. You actually have a women's undisputed title fight that I do not know much about. I can't speak on that. I'm still dipping my toes into the women's boxing um, scene. It is definitely better than it's ever been. Still, obviously, light years away from the men's. But we have a lot of good young talent in the women's division. Clarissa Shields. Uh, Michaela Mayer, Alicia Baumgartner, Amanda Serrano, of course, is a veteran who's been dominating the sport for a very long time. She had the great fight with Katie Taylor. 
Uh, there's a lot of good young women talent as well as some veterans still holding on to their top spot. So it's a fun time for boxing in general. I'm just glad the women are getting some shine. Uh, Jessica McCastle is on this card. She's an undisputed welterweight champion. I do not know much about her opponent, though. I can't really break it down. I would be lying if I said anything else. But I do know that she's been in fun fights before I seen her beat uh, Cecilia Bracas for the title. That was a fun one. So hopefully she can produce some action and continue the momentum that women's boxing has been getting recently. This all starts on zone at 8 o'clock on Saturday. Don't sleep on this card. I can't stress it enough. I'm going to mention it again before I move on really quick. But MJ versus Ronnie Rios, that co-main. These, these fights just have so much implications. The winner of that is going on to Undisputed against Stephen Fulton. That's going to be a great fight either way. And the main event, again, Bam Rodriguez, the youngest champion against Sorung Vasai. This is just crazy that a 22-year-old is going to take these two fights back-to-back against champions, his first two fights at the weight class. That's real shit. That's stuff that we hear a lot of people talk about doing, but this guy's actually going to go out and attempt it, and it's not going to be easy. So Rung Vasai, as I mentioned earlier, is a huge, huge puncher, by far the biggest puncher in his division. This guy is number two in all of boxing when it comes to power punches thrown per round. This guy's all power. It's going to be hard for Bam. He's going to have to do everything across the board really well. I mentioned earlier, he has the talent to do it, but you really have to check every single box. He does all these things well, but he has to do every single one of them throughout the entire fight to beat a guy like Sorungvisai. This guy has A-plus power. He also has the best chin in the division, and he keeps coming forward. This isn't a guy you're just going to knock out. You're going to have to last 12 rounds, and he's going to be dangerous for all 12. So I give Bam um, major props for taking this fight on his second fight in that division. So you definitely need to check this out. This is going to be huge for the history of that division. This is a great division where as healthy as the sport is now, this 115-pound division, I'd put it right there with the 154, where the guys were all fighting each other for the last seven or eight years. Boxing's just now catching up in every other division to where we're getting the best versus the best. These guys have been doing it, and Bam Rodriguez is fitting right in with that same mentality of wanting to be the best. Tune in. You do not want to miss it. In other news, Jake Paul... (laughs) We got to transition to this guy. Jake Paul is officially fighting Tommy Fury, for those who care. That is going to take place in August at Madison Square Garden. Amanda Amanda Serrano is also on the undercard, who is coming off that sensational fight against Katie Taylor that I thought she won. Great fight, one of the best fights of this entire year. So I'm interested to see how Serrano looks coming off of that loss. But as far as the Jake Paul fight... um. I feel like you could take it or leave it with this guy. I'm not ever going to go as far as to say I hate what he's doing. I don't see how you could hate it. If you don't like it, simply don't watch. This guy has generated a lot of money through his YouTube fame. And he's made a boxing career out of it. Hate it or love it. This guy's packing arenas and selling pay-per-views. He's doing numbers that a lot of boxers well into their career, couldn't even come close to. And he's actually providing excitement. I'm sure some of his fights have been boring, like the the first Woodley fight was awful. But he redeemed it in the second one by knocking him out. If he didn't knock Woodley out, I think 
his whole trajectory would have changed. That wasn't an entertaining fight either. But that knockout buys him another round, buys him another fight. And now he's got a guy who technically is a pro boxer, Tommy Fury, brother of Tyson Fury, allegedly. I don't know if they're really brothers. They don't look alike. They certainly don't fight alike. Tommy Fury is a guy who looks like Tarzan, but fights like Jane. This guy has no particular skill about him, nothing that stands out, doesn't even have an average jab. A guy who comes from a fighting family who is in great shape physically doesn't even have a jab to speak of. That is concerning for me. That tells me he's not really dedicated. He's not really in the boxing gym. Yes, he's in the other gym. He's in phenomenal shape, like I said before, but his boxing skills are lacking drastically. He's a type of guy that throws wild punches, but it's not even like he has power on his punches. He's just throwing. Um, I don't see how he can beat Jake Paul. Jake Paul, say what you want about him. He's not technically sound at all, but he does have a right hand. He does have power in his right hand. That's something that can't be denied. He's knocking guys out cold. I don't care who you are. You're knocking guys. Maybe they're not great boxers by any means, but they're professional athletes. They're professional fighters, and they're getting knocked out cold by Jake Paul. So that guy definitely has a right hand, um, definitely an A-plus punch for him. There's nothing that Tommy Fury has, to me, that can beat him. This guy, I think his the most he's gone is six rounds, maybe once. Jake Paul at least has gone eight rounds in his career. This is an eight-round fight. Um, I think Paul does have some stamina issues, but that's something that can be worked on. He has a wrestling background. He has a a history of athletics in his life. It's not like he just came off the couch of YouTube and just decided, hey, I'm going to box. So he does have an athletic background. I think he can work on the stamina problems, and I think he can get Tommy Fury out of there. But that's all I'm going to say really about that fight. Like I said, take it or leave it. It is what it is. Another circus-type event that is being rumored to take place, Mayweather versus McGregor Part 2, supposedly is being negotiated that's another thing. Take it or leave it. Um, I'm a huge Floyd Mayweather fan. I definitely will be watching. But if they don't fight, I'm not going to be upset at all. doesn't really matter. I think the two guys are big enough stars where they can sell it easily. Their trash talk alone will generate um, attention from the casual audience. People who don't even watch boxing or MMA will, will definitely tune in. I think they'll do pretty decent numbers again especially if you can stack the undercard. Give the give the hardcores, the people that listen to this podcast, give us something to really stick our teeth into. Give us some solid guys. Give us like a Boots Ennis on your card, and we'll be all in. So if you can do that and tap into the casuals and the hardcores, you have another huge, successful event. These guys will print money. I don't know why people would have a problem with it. Anyone's going to take easy money for something that really isn't dangerous. I think Floyd doesn't fear McGregor's power at all. He's 45 years old. He thinks it'll be pretty easy. Um, McGregor, again, a guy who has come from the UFC world, he probably doesn't believe he can even beat Mayweather, but he's going to make millions of dollars to get in there and trade some punches with him, no doubt. You or I would do the same thing, so why wouldn't they? If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you like it, enjoy it. I'm sure it'll go viral. If it's official, again, this isn't official. This is just something that is being discussed um, I think Conor McGregor alluded to it by posting something about it on Instagram. So who knows? Maybe it's bullshit, but if it is going to take place, I'm sure the world will be talking about it. And if the world's talking about it, I'm talking about it. Everyone has an opinion. This just happens to be mine. I will be back next week. Give me that five-star review. Like it. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend. 
Have a great day. I'm out.